You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTAP fans, it's time for Minor Talk with Adrian Bradas and Sal Montes. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Wind Supply El Paso. Locate your nearest champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com. And Keats Southwest. Leading the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube and Go Studios with your hosts, Adrian Broadus and Sal Montez. All right, we're here. UTEP defeats North Texas, the best team in Conference USA, on Senior Day. They shock Conference USA by closing out the season with their biggest win all year long. The UTEP men's basketball team found a bit of magic. They didn't relinquish their lead at all throughout this game. Minor fans were out there. They were happy. They were loud. They were thrilled that the Miners took home a huge victory, biggest under Joe Golding. He's now won 18 games, lost 12 in his first season at the helm of the UTEP men's basketball program, and uh, what a successful season this has been so far. Now the sky is the limit as the the team turns the page over to the conference tournament. They've got Old Dominion on Wednesday, 7 o'clock tip-off for that one. The winner of that game will end up taking on Middle Tennessee on Thursday, Uh, and the Miners right now have all the momentum on their side after such a huge, huge victory. Sal Montes along with Adrian Bratis here to get things started on Miner Talk. Our telephone number is 880-5763. Telephone number to get into the program. You can also tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. A uh, lot of fans out today, over 5,000 at the, fa- the Don Haskins Center, 5,521 fans. I thought they were loud. I thought they were excited for this big victory for the Miners. And Sal, I did not see this coming one bit. You know what? Um, by default, I-, I don't know if I said it or not. I, I know I said they- they'd get one. I don't know if that one counted for a Louisiana Tech. But either way, though, this team is uh, is clicking at the right time. And then it also helps when you have Keontae Kennedy back in the lineup. Not only in the lineup, but he got to start today for the first start since December of um, – 21, if I'm not mistaken. So for the Miners to, to get uh, one of uh, their key contributors, and in my opinion, the best overall player back is huge. And, uh, you know, it mattered tonight. This guy put up 40 minutes. And we'll talk more about the stats later on, but uh, they definitely needed every bit from everybody today. Well, the, now the Miners finished off 18-12 and 12 overall. That is the best finish to the season since the Miners went 19-14 and 14 back in 2015-16 and 16 under uh, Tim Floyd. The Miners now have have a chance realistically to get to 20 wins on the season, which would be uh, really special under first-year head coach Joe Golding and how he tried to revitalize this program. You could just hear the energy from the bench all game long from Joe Golding. He wanted this one real badly. Uh, My hat's off to the staff. My hat's off to the players, the seniors that were honored today. This was a huge one for the Miners. They snapped, just to put it into perspective, 
They snapped a mean green 15-game win streak. That was the third longest win streak in college basketball going into this game. If North Texas won this game, they would have set the Conference USA record for league wins in a season. Well, the Miners snapped this one. They stumped the top team in conference. And uh, I felt like North Texas, some of those best players like they have on their team, Thomas Bell, who went 6 of 16 from the free throw line, they, they just didn't have an answer in this one, Sal. I know that they uh, marched back in the second half. The Miners built on a huge lead in the first, 35-21. to And even though North Texas outscored the Miners 47-35 in the second half, uh, the Miners made all the right baskets at all the right times. Clutch free throw uh, shooting from Sule Boom down the stretch. And uh, as a result, the Miners take home the biggest victory they've, uh, they've gotten uh, this year. Yeah, definitely. And North Texas would join a great company. I, I do think the uh, the record for um, uh, for Conference USA wins in a season does belong to Middle Tennessee, though. I want to say back in 2017, that 16-17 season, they went 17-1. and Oh, but a quick fun fact, who handed them that regular season loss in Conference USA? It was UTEP at the Haskins Center, I think like 57-54. But either way, though, that's elite company. We're talking about a Conference USA team in uh, Middle Tennessee in 2017 that has a chance to have um, had North Texas right next to their name. And I, and this is just regular season, though. This North Texas team can still go on to uh, do some amazing things. But as far as how the Miners played today to really close things out, um, they they played some steps ahead for the first time in a very long time. We've seen them come out, uh, get out to double-digit leads, and then they evaporate because the, the opposing team not only is able to score buckets, but they hold UTEP scoreless too. So UTEP able to do it wire-to-wire wire today. 880-5763, our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, we'll go to the phones in just a little bit. Let's start off on Twitter. That's where we've got a lot of people checking in on the phone lines right now. First off, Kenny Onyema on the show. This game so, has showed so much grit and toughness so much hustling all over love to see good games like this great win and morale booster this coming in from adam mirales on the show joe golding best coach i've seen in my lifetime for utep men's basketball wow there we go younger fans hey younger fans there. (laughs) that's not too far off I, I mean, when we reel off the coaches, I mean, he could be up there. For the first season, he's doing a pretty good job, and he's off to a better start than uh, some of the previous coaches who have taken UTEP to the tournament. So Very that, true. That's pretty promising. Herman Flores tweets us, huge win against the best team in conference. Great first regular season for Coach Joe Golding. Team is only going to get better. Jeffrey Bernstein tweets the show. So do you think this win puts us in some postseason tournament, assuming that we won't win the conference tournament, which I have to say is possible, although unlikely? Good question, Jeffrey. I think that's a really good one. I I would now, you know, last show I was thinking, well, I don't know. They're they're probably on the bubble between uh, the NIT and some of these other tournaments. But now you have to even think about the NIT. You have to think about the College Basketball Classic as a postseason tournament. You have to think about the CBI for sure. And I think last game, you know, you beat Rice. Hey, you have a winning record in conference play. That's one accomplishment in itself. But now that you knock off the best team in conference play, you've knocked out two of the the top three teams in the Conference USA West Division in Louisiana Tech and North Texas through this final stretch, that means that this team is peaking at the right time. They're 2-0 in March. This is the the month that matters right now for UTEP men's basketball. 
And why not? Well, I mean, really, why not? UTEP has shown that they can play with the best of the best in this conference. Why can't they make a run in the conference tournament? It, it you know, there's a lot of good signs for that. I mean, two and zero in March so far, and then when we date back to uh, to February, you know, they they hang tough with North Texas at their own place, and really the only uh, the bad game, so to speak, aside from a Middle Tennessee, is Marshall. But when you look at everything else, they defeat La Tech on the road, they handle Southern Miss uh, on the road, and then, you know, they come back to close out February in a very, very tight game with UAB. So there's a lot more positives than negatives if you're looking at the uh, the final stretch of Conference USA play for the Miners. Oh, wow. So Rip City Trades tweets the show, I called it, folks, UTEP wins, and then he called it a couple of days ago saying that uh, UTEP would beat... Uh, North Texas on Saturday. A couple days ago, he actually tweeted that. So he sent us that. Also, this is coming from Par Malmalejo, who tweets the show. Minor talk is going to be hyped today unless the unmentionable happens. Uh, and I think he was meaning that, you know, maybe North Texas would come back in the end. Kevin at Sleepy Kev at five tweets the show. Let's freaking go, UTEP. Just beat one of the top teams in the conference. Let me also remind you, UTEP is 2 0 in March this year. This is exactly mm. the win this squad needed before the conference tournament. Hashtag picks up, hashtag minor talk. Uh, all this is coming in on 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Got a lot of things to talk about here on the show today. Let's open up the phone lines, 880-5763, telephone number to get into the program, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter as well, at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's go to Keith, who's joining us again out in Winnipeg. Keith, what's going on, my man? What a game. You didn't think I wasn't going to call during the biggest game of the season, did you? No, I, I definitely thought you'd call. Win or lose, I was figuring that you'd call. This is the biggest game of the year, and the Miners showed up in a big way, Keith. It was unbelievable. You know, it, it, I, 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 boom, Kennedy, um, just phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. Like, just, if, you know, I've been watching Utah basketball for a long time, since, like, like, religiously, probably since the early 2000s, okay? I have not seen... Uh, this well, the coach team since I mean ever. Honestly, I mean the closest thing that I've ever seen is with Billy Jespie's year when they made the tournament run. That team was really, really well coached down the stretch. I, I would say, I mean, I, this is by far the most impressive, especially for a first year coach, most impressive coach season we have seen, like maybe in my lifetime as a fan for for sure. Wow, so you're you're really high on this season, Keith. What? Wh- how far do you think this men's basketball team could go? Well, I think I, I think you know the, uh, basketball is, a, is an interesting sport. You know, teams go on runs. I mean, North Texas won what 15 games in a row, right? It ended today. Now, for them, it's probably a good thing it ended now rather than you know a conference tournament or the NCAA tournament. They refocus. UTEP basketball is kind of the same way. We had our little run. We had a little up, you know. We you know we had a little um, you know bumps, you know, the last few weeks. But this week, you know, we went going back to back. Now we're we're, we're we have all the confidence in the world. I got to. I mean, I, I can't predict, but there's no reason why we can't make a deep run and, and make it to the conference championship game. I mean, there's just no reason why. But remember what we talked about last week, or sorry, last game about, you know, should we focus on this year or next year? Uh-huh. I say this team, I said it two months ago. I said this team has a chance to be Cinderella, okay? I will, I, I will guarantee you next year we are going to be the top team in our conference. I guarantee you. That's my guarantee. Wow. But we could be Cinderella this year. We won't be Cinderella next year because we will contend. 
this year is, I think, is our Cinderella. Okay. Good stuff, Keith. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show, as always. Uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this a little, uh, further, but let's go to Adam on the east side, who's joining us next on the show. If you'd like to talk UTEP hoops, our telephone number, 915-880-5763. Telephone number to get into the program. Adam, what's going on, my man? Hey, guys. How are you? Adam, I'm doing great. How about you? Good, good. I just kind of wanted to touch base. First of all, great win. But second of all is, if El Paso is excited about this, we all each need to do our own individual thing. So this year, my wife and I, you know, we got season tickets. We got, you know, the cheapest season tickets. You know, and for both of us, we paid 300 and got parking and enjoyed a great year. But that's for all the basketball games. For, for two people, I'm parking $300 for the whole season. It's time, for, it's time for El Paso to start buying those up. It's time for big donors to start setting aside money for Coach Golding because when the time comes, other programs are going to notice him and, you know, it's time for UTEP to start having, you know, a a, a war chest of money ready there for him, you know, for what he needs for his salary and, and step up financially too. You know, it's interesting, Adam. I hadn't even thought about things like uh, bonuses, incentives, things like that that could be in Joe Golding's contract. Uh, but I'd be curious to kind of look into this. There, there's probably some interesting numbers on uh, who or like what kind of bonuses are there and what kind of structures are in place for Joe Golding. I'm, I'm wondering if there's anything on winning, you know, uh, having a winning record in conference play. I'm curious to see if it, there's any kind of win threshold. You know, if you win over 17, 18 games, you get a, a a kick a kicker or something like that. I'd be interested to know that, but I do know uh, that you know. Hey, what a great win it was tonight! What a great season it's been for UTEP men's basketball. They've overachieved by beyond all measures. And another big thing to note: they've gotten their, one of their best players back in Keontae Kennedy. So really, the sky's the limit for this group. Sky's the limit. There's nothing to lose in Frisco. The guys have the opportunity: go play loose, go have fun, and and. Um... You know, I, I just think that's part of the key to, you know, the way that Coach Golding runs his program is the guys just look like they're having fun out there. You know, it, 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 and, and the guys are willing to be coached hard when, when it's necessary and nothing is ever taken personally. And, um, and, and you could just tell, you know, there's just a mutual respect, but they're having a lot of fun out there. And it's fun for the fans to see, too. Real quick, Adam, when's the last time you remember a win this significant for UTEP? Oh, wow. Uh, We're trying to figure out. Know, I don't I, know what it is. I, I, I can't even tell you. I, I think maybe it was like a, some sort of uh, November Thanksgiving tournament, I think, when we beat Xavier. But I don't even remember who the coach was at that time. I think we, we beat Xavier at, at some sort of holiday tournament. And, and they were pretty. They made a pretty deep run into the, tournament, the NCAA that year. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I just don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that one because you know you go back to 2009, 2010. They were first in conference USA. That's when they got the at-large bid uh, into the NCAA tournament, and they lost to Butler in the tournament. Uh, you know, those you could see some of those wins as being significant in conference play, uh, like their big uh, double overtime victory against number 25 UAB, 74 to 65 at Bartow Arena. They won that on January 30th of 2010. That's one that I look at right there that sticks out to me, but it's tough, Adam. It's tough to find another significant victory that the Miners have gotten, just like they did today, knocking off the best team in Conference USA. 
No, I mean, and and I really, you know, I really had to think about that. I mean, I was just kind of pulling a straws, but I, I really can't remember, and there's no way that on paper with what, you know, UTEP, aside from their backcourt, you know, the bigs have done a tremendous job because they've been coached right, they've been put in the right place, they're playing a lot better down low, and they, they, they've just been... Um, They've just been coached right, and, and it's just uh, it shows, and they have confidence that takes pressure off of the backcourt, and uh, and just really makes it a fun game. All right, good job, Adam. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. 880-5763, our telephone number as we continue here on Minor Talk 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We'll get to our Hot Hand Award later on in the show. Thanks to Win Supply El Paso, along with our Player of the Game, brought to you by Keith Southwest. As we continue, we welcome on uh, Tom on the show. Tom, good afternoon. What's going on? Yeah, I went to the game, and I'll tell you, the, our defense, wow, you know, something drastically changed. I don't know what Golding did during practice, but he uh, he really amped up the defensive pressure uh, with the team's effort. And, um, you know, there were several stops that they had where North Texas was literally running out of time on a shot clock. Oh, yeah. Those that, non-steel was, turnovers, I'm sorry to cut you off, Tom, but those non-steel yeah. turnovers that UTEP has, they are, you know, the, the advanced analytics say that they are a top 50 team in that category, which is real interesting. You know, the Miners are one of the best teams in the country when it comes to non-steel turnovers. Right, and, and, and you can see, and all teams have these breakdowns where we're just not in position to block out and the ball will carry them off the rim or whatever, and some guard will get the, get the rebound and put it back in, and it drives you crazy. But those are things you can clean up. And, uh, but I think, I don't, you know, like I said, Golding is doing something special, I guess, with his teams in March. Um, where did he come from? Abilene Christian, I believe. That's right. And he, Yeah, and you know, so um, I'm hoping that magic's going to transfer over. What I saw today with my own eyes was, was pretty impressive. You know, I, Kennedy, for instance, I saw him play a couple nights ago, and I was kind of like, okay, let's let's it seems like a little bit of a hot dog, maybe an old '70s term, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I get you. I get but you. It, but it, but it seems like he's getting uh, he, he's settling down and and Sully Boom, I, I owe Sully Boom an apology. Uh, maybe on behalf of the city, because yeah, I think a lot of fans owe him an apology. I agree. Yeah, he he would frustrate the heck out of me. You could see the talent, you could see the quickness, you could see his um, his intensity, but his decision making was was erratic. But now, he, I don't know if there's anybody out there that can really stop him one on one. Quite frankly, from what I can see, because he's going to get you to foul him, and he's a great foul shooter. So he. That's their biggest weapon right there because we really don't have an inside game that's consistent yet. But with Kennedy coming on, the enemy and, and Sully Boom, if Sully Boom can continue to just break down the defense and get fouled and, you know, stick 10, 12 foul shots in a game, we're going to be in position to win. Yeah, that's that's very true. Hey, good stuff, Tom. I really appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in and uh, appreciate you joining us here on, this, on the yeah, show. Right on. All right, take care, Tom. Uh, Orly texts into the show. UTEP beat Memphis at Memphis, broke Memphis's 40-plus win streak at home in conference. Calipari was the Memphis head coach. That's one of the ones that Orly says one of the most significant vi- victories That's for the Miners. One. They had, um, you know, 
since this one that they had today. Uh, Sal brought up some good ones that he just texted to me. Sal, would you like to read some of those? Yeah, I, I mean, it all depends. Are we talking? It, we'll, we'll go any to. Any of them. Let's uh, go any so of these. non-conference, one that pops up, uh, Arizona State last year was a good one. That's true. And uh, I, I'm going through uh, through the previous years, and, and there's some good wins over some good teams. I mean, looking at a win over Colorado State. Back in what is this uh, 2013, the 2013 14 season, also defeated uh, Tennessee in that one. They hung t- they hung tight with uh, Kansas, but those are some good ones. And they also got Washington State that season. So there's some good non conference wins over this over the years. Uh, but when it comes to conference, I really love that Memphis pick. Uh, the one that sticks out to me the most though is uh, UAB at home. It was 52 50, I think, in the the 2009 season. That one right there was a special win. But yep. to be fair, that was the year that they. Uh, they pretty much ran the table in Conference USA. Well, that that just shows you that that's probably the last time you're talking about a significant conference victory for the Miners like they had today. One like uh, today, that w- yeah. That was, uh, UAB was 25th in the country at that point as well. One other non-conference one that we had talked about, uh, this one was mentioned by KTSM's Colin Deaver, a three-overtime victory over Oregon on Wednesday, December yeah. 19th of 2012. They won 91-84. to Those are some good ones right there for sure. Uh, let's keep it moving here on the show. Robert, we're going to get to you in just a second. Let's first go to Joe Rod. He's going to break down the post-game interview with us on the show. UTEP defeats North Texas 70-68. to We've got two lines available. If you'd like to call us, now's the time to do it. 880-5763, our telephone number to get into the program. Joe, what's going on, man? How was the post-game interview with the players and the co- and the coaches? Uh, hey, what's going on, Adrian? Obviously, it was, uh, you know, it was uh, a lot of good vibes in that post uh in that press conference or in that room where we have the press conferences, um, you know, everybody was very happy about the win and stuff like that. And, uh, and a lot of uh, very, very interesting and, and, and comments were made today. Uh, Sule Boom, uh, Jamal Biennemi, and Keontae Kennedy were made available to the media. And, of course, you know, they talked about how happy they were. It was, um, it was uh, uh, you know, a, a great win and a fantastic effort in a Don Haskins Center that – had an amazing atmosphere, but as far as what the players said, Adrian, two things stood out to me. Number one, Sule acknowledged uh, the, the, the season in general, and he said that he has never been a part of a team that had to come overcome so much adversity over the course of a regular season. You know, he mentioned the, the COVID, the stomach flus, um, you know, the, the, the injuries, the, the, the concussions. Um, everything like that. So he said, you know, for it to to end for the regular season to end like this was was amazing. And the other thing that very that stood out to me a lot. Um, once again, I asked Keontae Kennedy, uh, or I asked the three in general. Um, you know, if this team was peaking at the right time, getting a fantastic victory over the biggest, you know, the the best team in conference USA heading into the conference tournament. And Keontae Kennedy said something that was an excellent point. He goes, I don't think we're peaking at the right time because we're still improving every single game. Wow. So I think our best is yet to come. Oh, that's a great so quote. That's, that's awesome. a great stuff. That's, that's awesome. great stuff. Yeah, uh, Joe, awesome. let me ask you this. I know that this was a this was a lot of celebratory, you know, conversations between players and the coaches uh, after this victory. Uh, I, I don't mean to cut you off or anything, but was there anything said about who was honored today specifically for Senior Day? Um, yeah, they talked about that, and they just, uh, you know, they just said, you know, uh, just for the for the achievement. I think what Joe Golding wanted, and that's what he said, was 
I wanted to honor the fact that they graduated from this institution. Um, and they have a diploma. And uh, one of them, uh, I believe, uh, Keontae or Sule is going to graduate later this spring. So he said that, that he wanted the recognition. Uh, obviously, the player, both the players and Coach Golding, they quelled the situation with regarding to what's going to happen uh, come, you know, the, the off season where regarding who's staying, who's going. Uh, basically, they just simply would not entertain that conversation and and, and, uh, I think that's absolutely the right thing to do. I think so too. Joe, I appreciate your phone call, man. Anything else that you took away from the press conference? Um, Just so Coach Golding, obviously just, um, he he said he was happy that he was able to get this big win at home. Obviously he talked about it last time that that's what he wanted. He wanted it. He wanted to give this crowd who got better and better as the season progressed an important victory here at home, and obviously, um, obviously, this Utah basketball team and, and head coach Joe Golding saved the best for last. I agree with you. Hey, thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate the phone call, man. We'll talk to you soon, okay? We'll be in touch. All right, Joe Rod, you can check out his work online, 600ESPNElPaso.com. He joins us every minor talk to break down the postgame interview with Joe Golding and uh, the players. Sal, what would you think about that? That's real interesting stuff. Uh, I'll get your take in just a second, uh, 8805763, our telephone number. But what Joe Rod basically touched on there was something that I found very interesting from this game. Now, before the game even started, uh, you saw that it, we knew that Gilles DeConic would be honored. We knew that Alfred Hollins would be honored. Those are the two lone seniors who are supposed to, you know, leave the program after this year. They've ran out of college eligibility. Those are the ones who are going to be honored, and it had been talked about all week long. We didn't know about Titus Verhoeven. We didn't know about Sule Boom or Keontae Kennedy. Now, uh, just for just for the record, Verhoeven and Sule Boom are both juniors on this team by college eligibility and athletics. Uh, both of them, I guess, are graduating this year. Same with Keontae Kennedy, who's only a redshirt sophomore by um, by eligibility purposes. So you kind of think of, uh, of those things, and um, I, I kind of th- had a little red flag to start off. However, I heard the uh, pregame interview with Joe Golding and John Teicher and I heard that you know this was going to be something to just honor these players that's exactly what they echoed in the postgame interview as far as players leaving or staying or going into the portal or anything like that I, I'm going back to what I said earlier this week. You know, you could say that there's going to be a mass exodus, and I'll say no, that's not true. There's not going to be a mass group of players on this team who's going to enter the portal. But I'm not, I'm not going to also say that no one's entering the portal. I'm not going to tell you that this is going to be the same roster coming back in the fall. It's just the reality of college basketball. So if you're a UTEP fan, this is the point. This is the point right now where you have mm-hmm. to just you know trust what you see right here on this team team and enjoy what you have in the moments. Now, we've heard a lot of rumors here and there as far as players leaving, players going, saying saying that players are going to be staying and stuff like that, but uh, this is a chance for UTEP fans to just, hey, sit back and enjoy what's going on right now with this program. Yeah, and that's kind of just uh, the way that basketball is now, not just here at UTEP, but across uh, you know across the nation. Teams are dealing with this day in and day out. And as far as um, uh, you know, the three guys you mentioned, Verhoeven, uh, Sule Boom, and, and Keontae Kennedy. I'll start off with a uh, Titus Verhoeven. He's a redshirt junior, so I, I mean, academically, he's he's more than uh, more than what his letter shows on the floor. Uh, but you know, in addition to that, though, this is a guy who's been uh, you know thriving in the classroom as well. Conference USA Commissioner. 
Sanders academic honor roll 2019, 2020, and 2021. 22 is probably right around the corner. Let's be real there. And then also here in the uh, NABC outstanding academic achievement in 2020. So this guy's serious about his books. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know, uh, to see, or I wouldn't have been surprised to see him be honored to get the degree. Uh, when we look at Sule Boom, a guy who's also a redshirt junior. So academically, he, he has more than what uh, the letters show out there um, on the court. And then for Keontae Kennedy, this is where a lot of people are questioning because he's only a sophomore. Well, I mean, technically he's a red – technically, yeah, but redshirt sophomore, though, when we look at it. And uh, there's also a year that he sat out due to the uh, uh, the transfer as well. So we mentioned that one along with um, so many other seasons. I mean, he was a freshman at Xavier in 18-19, sat out in 19-20, played last year in 2021, and this season is 21-22. So that's four years right there. It's a lot of uh, time in the classroom. But 2020 and 21 uh, was on the Conference USA uh, Commissioner's Academic Honor Roll and uh, Commissioner's Academic medalist in 2021 so it's not far-fetched to see why these guys are getting honored uh you know on senior day because they're getting their degree all right let's keep it moving let's go uh, to the phone lines right now 8805763 robert joins us next on the phones robert what's going on not much guys how's it how's it going with you guys doing fine robert thanks so much for giving us a call what do you think of this game great 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 win i mean it was it was very very well played i thought and um the crowd was good it was terrific way to springboard them into the tournament hopefully yeah I think it will I I think it's going to give them as much momentum as they need now these games are not a given Old Dominion's going to be a tough one the Monarchs are a good team they're scrappy uh they went to overtime with the Miners earlier this year and the Miners eked out a 78 to 70 win and then after that one they take on Middle Tennessee who was just a really really tough team uh, in that third game of that three game road stretch uh that the Miners had earlier this year so two tough opponents if the Miners you know end up winning that first game against Old Dominion you're you're looking at two tough games to start things off my question is what did you guys think about the officiating and what was that technical for yeah that was ridiculous and i and hey i appreciate the phone call robert thanks for weighing in on the show um officiating has always been bad i'll maintain the same thing i say (laughs) after every minor talk don't like to talk too much about the officiating but it was it was pretty bad again tonight or today um (laughs) there was some these refs are just hilarious. I, I will say that a lot of calls went against uh, North Texas in the in down the stretch. So uh, some of those calls ended up helping UTEP. But I, you know, that technical foul against Keontae Kennedy in the second half, I thought that was a little ticky tack. But they're going to call those things, and I, I think that uh, Joe Golding even said in his post game interview that he he just you can't accept those kind of things. Like you can't have a technical foul go against you. Yeah. Uh, they end up getting four points out of that one because they made both. Both the technical foul free throws, uh, but which by the way, UNT was atrocious from the charity stripe today, 17 of 32. So those were two free throws they made, and then they get it on the inbound. They go draw another foul, and they make two more free throws. So that was a little tough for the Miners right there, but uh, I'm glad that Robert asked. I know fans were really upset and frustrated, uh, and in fact, they were so mad and frustrated they were booing the refs going into half and coming <laughs> out of half. So I loved when I love when that th- uh, that stuff happens uh, at the Haskins Center. Let's keep things moving here on the show. 880-5763. Orly's joining us next. What's up, Orly? I was wrong in the win streak. It was 64 straight wins at Memphis. Memphis had not lost a conference game in 64 straight games. Okay, so what year was this, Orly? Because I'm trying to look at this. 2010. Okay, 2010, they beat Memphis. Exact date, January 20th. 
Okay. I'm looking at it right here. 72-67 against right. Memphis. And Memphis that year was not ranked. Uh, usually they are ranked, but they did still have Elliott Williams. They had a pretty right. good squad. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they matter of fact, UTEP was 3-1 and one against all-time against Memphis. 2-1 and one at the FedEx Center. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. And, he's, and he has a, uh, Calipari has a losing record against UTEP. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't. I didn't realize that at all. Uh, but that's a huge win that the miners had. Back. That's a good one right there. When we're talking about yeah, best I, wins I, I UTEP had in that. conference, you got to go back to that one against Memphis. Well, not only that, that made national news because it was an NCAA record. Wow. So this game. This game is great, but it was at home. This was actually on the road at Memphis. Okay, and I see. I, yeah, there's a big difference. It was a great win today. Don't take me wrong. Um. Uh, this is a team that's, I mean, golden. I hope he decides he wants to go to an NIT if we get a shot. I think these kids deserve a tournament. I uh, understand there's some talk that he may not want to go. But I think if you get to 20 wins, you cannot turn down a bid if you get a bid to a tournament. These kids deserve something. Well, it depends on who wants to stay, Orly. That's another thing because That's you know how thing. guys leave for bowl games? You you just don't know in college athletics that if, if players will decide to enter the transfer portal a little early or anything like that. So it really just depends on how things shake up in the tournament. But I'm with you, man. At least right now, if you're asking me March 5th on, on UTEP men's basketball, I said it earlier this week that I didn't think you know a CBI or a, a college basketball classic no, bid would be worth NIT. it. But NIT is worth it in my, in yeah. my perspective. Uh, I, I think NIT is definitely worth it. So we're on the same page there. Well, anyway, I just wanted to be people are talking about some upsets. Just like in football, people say to BYU upset. No, I'll go back to 72 when UTEP beat Arizona State and Frank Cush. They had just uh, played at the festival the year before. They were there you go. The That's a good I one. Remember, I remember these games. I remember going to the one at Arizona State in football. We know you remember him. That's that's right, Orly. Hey, man, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Let's continue. 880-5763, our telephone number to get into the program. If you would like to weigh in after Orly, good point by Orly right there. Mary Onyema tweets the show. Super proud of UTEP men's basketball and coach Joe Golding. What a way to finish the regular season at home against North Texas. I still believe they have a heart of a champion. Bring on the the tournament in Frisco. Here we come. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag believe. Steven Ressler tweets us. This isn't the greatest UTEP team I've seen, but the grittiness of the head coach is obviously rubbing off. That defense has improved tenfold over the last year. Go to Frisco and shock the world. Hashtag minor talk. Pinky tweets us, great, great game, great victory, great crowd, great minors. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, Kenny Onyema, this, this game showed so much grit and toughness. So much hustling all over. Love to see games like this. Great win and morale booster. I think I read this one earlier, but I'll read it again for you, Kenny. Um, This one, King Eric tweets us, easily the biggest win of the year. This team is clicking at the right time in my eyes. Golding has already done better in one season than Terry did in three seasons. The future looks extremely bright. Tristan Pence tweets us, congrats to head coach Joe Golding and UTEP men's basketball on the biggest home win in quite some time. Old Dominion cannot be overlooked on Wednesday, but with an experienced backcourt and momentum, UTEP is definitely a team that could surprise some folks in the conference tourney. Bryce Chauvin tweets us, come on, big three, run it. CJ Buckets and KK. 
This one coming in from um, Willie, or this one coming in from William. Wrong. We did that. Y'all just had to pay the refs. See you in Frisco. I think he's a uh, North Texas fan, Sal. Uh, I don't think anybody, if, if anything, I think the conference USA refs are not paid, and that's why they're so bad night in and night out because they hate what they do. I'm I with mean, you. I mean, on a consistent basis, too. Um, no referees are terrible, so it's just the way it is. A regular day in Conference USA. Ed McDonald tweets us, picks way up all day at UTEP men's basketball, and he tweets us three selfies. One is with cheerleaders, one is with Titus Verhoeven, and one is with Sule Boom. Um, this is from Kingsley Onyema. I think that UTEP men's basketball is underrated, and that's okay. I know that our minors are absolutely capable of defeating any high-rated team in any conference. Congratulations for another huge victory. Let's beat the Monarchs. Go Miners. Hashtag believe. Hashtag picks up at 600 ESPN El Paso. Kingsley Onyema is becoming very popular on social media. Shout out to him, uh, the father of Zarek Onyema, which, by the way, uh, Zarek with another big dunk today. Um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Surprise. I think it, I'm, I think he's good for at least one every yep. game, Sal. And I also think that uh, you know somebody told me uh, actually it was Joe who just turned to me. He was like, you know, why not work on Zarek Onyema for the next couple of years? Why not like yeah. really invest a lot of time in him and have him grow with this program? Is it really all right? Like, let me ask you this, Sal. Is it far fetched to say that uh, Zarek Onyema could be a certified starter when it's all said and done? Like, be a a, star, a solidified starter on this team when he's a senior. By the time he's a senior, it's not far fetched. And I think because we're starting to see the progress. You know, early on in the season, it was. Uh, is, I mean, let's be real. The the block is Titus. That it belongs to him. The, yes. the big man zone. But um, throughout the season, we we've, we've started to see Onyema get some more. I don't want to just say minutes but meaningful play you know what I mean we would see Zarek sure. when, when the, the game was out of reach or you know somebody needed a breather or there was foul trouble now he he's a legitimate part of uh, UTEP's game plan so I, I think we're going to start to see that and also too um, he, he's earning a lot more of those minutes game in and game out aside from those little dunks we're starting to see the hustle he's showing that he's aware he's attentive and he's completely invested into the game plan 8805763 our telephone number as we continue here on Minor Talk 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We're going to take our first time out of the program right now as we continue UTEP shocks North Texas 70 to 68. We're going to take a time out right here when we come back more phone calls, more tweets to get to. You're listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Adietta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. Brought to you by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Locally owned and operated for 24 years. All right, let's keep it going. 8805763, our telephone number as we continue. On line one, we've got Rob on the show. Is that right, Sal? That's correct. Okay, yep. great. We'll get to Rob in just a second. Let's first read some tweets. Darren Gatewood, former minor football player, he tweets, picks up for UTEP. Is that Preacher Man? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, most definitely. Matthew Turner tweets the show, been dying to see them make the tournament. Uh, Angel Torres tweets, picks up as well. And then Mike V tweets the show, big win for UTEP men's basketball. We are now 2-0 in March. 8805763, our telephone number to get into the program. A lot of tweets to get to as well, but if you'd like to get in, we've got two lines available. Now is the time to do it. Rob, what's going on, my man? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good, man. I was just uh, real, real happy with the Miners' performance today. 
Um, I actually actually went to the game with my buddy from uh, from California. He was just driving through town and big, 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 big college basketball fan. Been to a bunch of uh, SEC games and stuff like that, and he he loved it. He was so he was real impressed. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I basically told him like this is the best team in the conference. Um, you know, we we were uh, you know striking distance from UAB. And we beat Rice, who's, we were battling for fourth. And, yeah, he was just like, you guys are right there. I don't see why you can't win it all. And um, and I, I kind of believe the same thing. I feel like they beat ODU over there. Why, why can't they win, you know, this game? But I feel like they'll run into problems eventually, which everybody will. But I'm just happy, man. Like like I said last week, I think, I think just the fact that they're playing on that second day already, you know, makes it more successful than any time um, that Terry's been there. And um, well, he's only been there twice. Here. Terry was only there twice, and they were a they were a lower seed. So I, I think it's far beyond that. I, I don't even think it's close. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And um, as far as uh, uh, you guys' uh, discussion about about Zurich, I think you know I think he's going to play. I think he's going to be a bona fide you know playmaker next year. I, I feel like he reminds me a lot of when Titus first got there, where that where athleticism was there, but the the offense wasn't there, and, and you know, look at Titus now. He's, he's he could score now. You know, he wasn't like that when he first got to UTEP. And I feel like uh, Zarek's going to be the same way. He's just, he just got a little more more power than Titus does, and I'm I'm excited to see where he goes, and uh, excited to see where this team goes uh, next week. Hopefully, hopefully they can pull off a couple wins, but. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Hey, good stuff, Rob. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for uh, weighing in on the show. Interesting perspective on your friend who was driving into town. He's a big uh, college basketball junkie and uh, also really enjoyed this game. I-, I think a lot of people really enjoyed this one. I thought the fan the fans were great today at the Haskins Center. I thought it was there was some great energy just all around, and um, that's exactly what you want to see for a senior day event like we saw today with the Miners knocking off the best team in conference play. Eight eight zero. 05763, our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Nelly Ugarte tweets the show. Go Miners. Hashtag picks up. Uh, this one tweeting in from Jonathan Byers. You want to know what a successful season looks like? Look no further than this season for UTEP men's basketball. This one from Egg McDonald. Uh, oh man, this is what he says. Sule is a calm warrior. Um, Coaching, are we primed for a run? Did every single player in the rotation improve? That's a, that's a good question. That's a loaded question Ooh, right there. I like there. that one. I, let's, let's break it down real quick. I think the only one you could say in the rotation who didn't get better is probably uh, Christian Agnew. Tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think that's probably the only one you could say objectively didn't get better. But there's also uh, an argument that his skill set defensively, when he comes off the bench and just helps UTEP out, is very valuable. Now, in this one, he struggled a little bit. Um, you can also argue that like since the start of the year, Satterfield has has teetered a little bit, but he was still, I mean, you, they still gave him uh, a little bit of playing time in this game. He was just kind of buried in the bench. So I would say as far as rotational pieces, those are the only two that I can think of right off the top of the head if I'm really trying to be nitpicky against those guys. What do you think, Sal? Uh, you know what? I, I think that's fair. I'm looking down the list. I, uh, Sule Boom, I mean, just uh, completely evolved his game, went from being a volume shooter to uh, to being, uh, you know, pretty much a captain all over the floor, just, uh, you know, commanding 
presence and respect. Titus Verhoeven, we've seen that progression throughout the season. Uh, I'll go ahead and get this line. We'll, we'll continue this in a bit. Give me one second. I got you, Sal. Uh, yeah, I think I think for the starters, it's uh, it's a consensus. So we don't really need to mention the starters uh, too much because it's a consensus that all five of those starters have improved. I would say Sule Boom has improved, Verhoeven, uh, Keontae Kennedy, Jamal Bienemy. I would say they've improved by beyond measures. Uh, I would also say Zarek Onyema. Like if we're talking rotation pieces, that's when we talk about Zarek Onyema, uh, Jamari Sibley, Alfred Hollins, Christian Agnew, Jarrell Satterfield. That's when we talk about those kinds of players right there. And again, if I'm really trying to be nitpicky, I would just uh, ding Agnew and I would ding uh, Satterfield for just this season specifically. But I, I still think highly of them as players uh, in this rotation. Our telephone number, 880-5763. Telephone number to get into the program, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Juan Fernandez tweets the show, Coach, you're the real deal. You're exactly what UTEP and El Paso needed. This is only the beginning. Go Miners. Uh, Robert Ukidi tweets us, King Kennedy at Keontae Kennedy. He was the difference. UTEP Zay tweeted the program. Why? This was a J.K. Ridge who asked a question. Why was the North Texas team not allowed to do shoot around before the game? Uh, UTEP Zay tweeted us for after that one. What, real quick on that J.K. Ridge one. Uh, I do not think that's true because I was there early and I saw that uh, North Texas was in fact warming up. I think the extended uh, Senior Day festivities took away from just uh, you know the general public seeing uh, North Texas warm up and shoot around. So I guess that's my that's my only guess. Yes, right there. Um, and I did see them shoot around for sure. I, I know that. I even I even have a picture of that uh, on my Twitter page. UTEP Zay tweeted us on the 2022 roster. He is listed as a sophomore. Talking about Keontae Kennedy. This is his third year playing, fourth in college due to a transfer red shirt. Plus, every player gets a year of eligibility due to COVID. Therefore, he's only a red shirt sophomore. Uh, Megan Acosta tweets the show, most significant win in terms of turnaround. UTEP versus the Harlem Globetrotters in 2003 under Billy Gillespie. Hashtag minor talk. That's a great one. Good stuff right there. That's a really, really good one to mention. And uh, I appreciate that, Megan. Great, great tweet right there. This one coming from Talisha Bennett. The refs were giving North Texas vacations, not calling travels in the second half. I agree with that. They were definitely picking up that ball a lot. UTEP Mineto tweeted us, Yes, sir, it's coming together. I am enjoying this year. It has a lot of success more than anyone knows. Uh, 8805763, our telephone number to get into the program, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's go back to the phone lines right now. and Welcome on Kingsley Onyema, the father of Zarek Onyema. Uh, we've had a lot of fathers call in recently on Minor Talk. Kingsley, you're the latest. I appreciate the phone call. What would you think of this game, man? Hi, Adrian. First of all, I appreciate what you and Sal are doing. Honestly, you are doing an outstanding job. Listen. This is this was an incredible. It's, it's just <clears throat> overwhelming victory for the miners and and the fans. Um, I, I said it when I was there visiting with with, with my son. Um, I told coach, I said, listen, this this is there. There are a lot of people who are anxious to see what they can produce. And I told coach this for this this statement. I said there are four stages in team development. There's the forming, there's the storming, and there's the norming. And then after you norm, then you perform. They are getting to that level of performing right now. And what you've seen is the outcome of the team development process, which Coach Golden brought into the team. He brought in defense. If you look at what he did in uh, Abilene Christian, it was, the reason he was able to beat Texas 
was his defensive skills. He brought he brought a lot of defense into that into the team. And listen, when when they were playing previously without Keontae, I was like, this team was playing so well without this key player on the team. Wait until the, the Keontae gets back, and you've seen exactly what I stated. Keontae is back. This team will beat any team in any conference easily. Okay, and um, wow, and I think this. I think I think I will tell you this, right? Coach Golden has put a lot of naysayers to, you know, speechless, okay, with his performance in, the, in his first year. Normally, coaches get at least about three years. Their third year, they start, you start seeing the outcome of their, of, their, of their team development. But you've seen the outcome of this guy's coaching skills within the first year of his job, okay? So um, right. I, it is, uh, I'm, proud of, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of the boys. I know a lot of fans, uh, Zarek, Zarek, of course, that's his home. But uh, what I what I say, I know a lot of fans would like Zarek to start and all whatnot. As a father, I, I mean, as, as a military officer, I like to train my my. I like to train before I execute. So Zarek now is, is doing very well. But you can see that is because the coach has given him the chance to do so. Coach Terry, for some reason, isolated him completely in his first year. So Coach Golden has changed that dynamics. Yes, Titus, with as much experience, of course, rightfully so, will start. But eventually, Zarek is going to get to that comfort zone where he's going to be able to adjust himself and adapt to all the direction that's coming from the coaches. And then you can see him as a starter. So let's, I'm very optimistic that Coach Golden will make the decision at the right time. But meanwhile, let's enjoy this victory and let's hope that what we're going to see at Frisco is going to be something that's going to even be bigger. I'm very optimistic on that. Man, that's a mic drop. I I don't need we don't need anything else, Kingsley. That was amazing. That was great stuff. Uh, great phone call. Great perspective. Hearing it from a father of somebody on this team, uh, Kingsley. It's great to hear from you. You uh, you take care. I hope your family takes care for the rest of the season. And uh, really appreciate the phone call, man. Great mic drop right there. Thank you, thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Sal. Y'all have a good one. All right, that's, that's Kingsley awesome. Onyema on the show. Wow, great perspective coming in from him. You know what the coolest thing is? Uh, I answered the phone right. I'm like, hello, minor talking. It was kind of hard to hear. He's like, yes, is this Sal? I'm like, yes, uh, who's this? He's like, this is Kingsley. How's everything going, man? Everything going okay? So, oh, oh, man. man. What a nice guy. UTEP wins second. Speaking of Kingsley was number one, yeah. There you go. I'm <laughs> with you on that, Sal. Um, yeah, great perspective. He felt isolated with Rodney Terry, and in year one he feels like he's gotten uh, an opportunity. That's uh, the father perspective, uh, you know, talking a little bit about Zarek Onyema and his performance this year. So really like that. And let's be honest, man, he's the crowd favorite. Every time he comes off no, the yeah. bench, he, every time he plays, he only uh, look, Zarek only played in nine minutes today, and you felt his impact. He was plus eight in just nine minutes in terms of efficiency. So uh, he did all the right things whenever he was called in this game. Yeah, and, uh, you know, clean slate. Uh, I guess uh, really the uh, the worst part, so to speak, would be that the one turnover and, uh, you know, the two fouls. But in that, though, he's able to uh, to get that big, you know, momentum booster. Uh, but that's something that we see game in and game out. And for nine minutes to be plus eight and the plus minus is huge, especially when you're going up against uh, the top defensive team in the conference. So slowly 
slowly but surely, he, he's holding his own against these teams. And then I want to date it back to uh, the game against Rice. He had that big dunk over those, those uh, two Rice players. And even CBS Sports tweeted out a video on it saying uh, big man ball or, or big man game, something along the lines of that. I couldn't stop watching and, that video, man. And, uh, I, I mean, this is just the type of uh, momentum that, that he gives UTEP. He's a spark plug. UTEP Zay with a great tweet. Can we talk about Jamari Sibley for a second? He had a nice game. His confidence is going up, and you could see it through his game. He had 11 points, and he got aggressive when he had the ball down low. I'm really excited for his development next year. I mean, he was a four-star at 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, let me give it to you when it comes to Jamari Sibley because I think when it comes to the Georgetown transfer, and uh, we got a line ringing in at 8805763, our telephone number as we continue here on the show. Um, Jamari Sibley as a Georgetown transfer was raw to start things off, but he's a guy who didn't have a lot of Division One's experience when it comes to playing. However, I liked what Jamari Sibley uh, displayed in today's game because he didn't necessarily get his shot off initially. He was getting a lot of rebounds early on in to this game and he was uh, you know trying to be active in ways that he could now the five fouls right there is something I'll knock him on but I loved his low post game and I think that's where Jamari Sibley can flourish he has some great athleticism he needs he needs uh, still some work under his belt but this is somebody who uh, when Jamari Sibley is on that usually means good things for the minors as weird as that sounds but when he's actually clicking and everything well I mean everything is everything else is kind of like a cherry on top um, you know for the minors because if they're getting 11 points for him that means things are going well for this team yeah and it's 11 points on uh, over 500 shooting I, I think that's the big thing we, we talk about how offense has kind of been uh, tough to come by you know I, I want to say with the exception of the last couple games so to speak, but for for UTEP all season, shots were were valuable. You know those possessions you had to hold on to them for dear life and and get those points. But now it's kind of they can afford to to take some of the shots that they do. But when we when we look at um Sibley tonight four for, or today four for seven and uh, impacts the offense without taking things away from your from your big three, which is JB Kennedy and also uh, Sule. No, I'm with you on that completely, Sal. 8805763 our telephone number to get into the show. Yeah, I really like Jamari Sibley's game in this one. Let's keep it moving. We got some tweets to get to, but let's go to the phones first. We've got two lines available. 8805763 Hunter is next on the show. Hunter, UTEP defeated North Texas. How about that? And hey now what a difference a year makes, huh? Yeah, you're what right. <laughs> I mean just think of, think of where we're at this time last year, you know hopeless it seemed and now everybody's uh endlessly optimistic it seems uh yeah especially mr onyema there what'd you think <laughs> of that what'd you think of that man you know uh i don't know where the guy grew up you know but uh, i i don't believe it was in this country you know i think a, a problem that we have uh growing up here with with a lot of the privileges we have in this country is is uh we don't have as much selflessness as as we used to you know, everybody's about me. It's the me generation. What do I get out of it? And you can tell that guy is just selfless. It's a team. He talks about the team, and that's why he's raised such a good son, him and his wife, I'm, I'm sure, because you can just tell uh, Zarek's a, a high-character guy, and it comes from an upbringing from, from a guy like that. He preaches team. Uh, he, he preaches being a high-character person, a team above self, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that's why he's a successful officer in the, in the Army there because that's great. I wonder if Golding... Not that Golding doesn't do a good job of it, but I wonder if he's ever had him come do a motivational talk to the guys. 
I mean, I was motivated after he just finished calling in. Yeah, me too. I was like, we were we were behind closed doors, like wow, looking at each other in almost disbelief, just not really expecting that phone call and and hearing uh, all that passion and you know just the perspective that he had. And you just heard it. Golding is giving these players opportunities, a chance to make uh, their name known and a chance to become rotational pieces on this team. So he gives people chances on this group. And I think that's what uh, on- uh, Kingsley Onyema really appreciated, that he gave his son a chance. And uh, look at what Zarek's done. He's, he's really made the most of it. Well, and like you said, training before execution. You know, uh, all these kids want instant gratification. I want it now. I want to transfer because I didn't get what I wanted now. You know, we had more people like him around. We might not be in these predicaments for college basketball. You're rebuilding every single year. You shouldn't have to. And maybe if he'd come talk to some of these younger players or uh, come talk to the team and, and, and give them that perspective, that worldly perspective, maybe maybe things turn out a little different. But as far as this season, man, uh, I mean, what a turnaround. We were talking, remember, if they'd end up at 500 and look at him with 18 wins. I remember when Sal said, he would judge them if they got to 20. I said, man, this guy is crazy. There's no way that they get to 20 wins. <laughs> and now it's possible. It won't be easy, right. but it, it's a possibility. And, uh, you know, I was frustrated watching them beat the top team in the conference. So that's, that says good things. You know, they did a lot of wrong and came out with a win. I mean, what, what more do you want? And people don't think uh, UNT had something to play for. I beg to differ. Now they have zero chance at an at-large bid, and they know it. they got to go win the conference title versus if they sweep the end of the season like this, go in and still get upset in the, in the tournament, they had a chance. They don't now. UTEP took their at-large bid away, so they did have something to play. Yeah. No, and, and, and uh, McCaslin was in, was in the game. I, I, don't, I don't know if you saw the way he was coaching his team. But man, that guy's intense. Yeah, he was calling timeouts left and right. He's an amazing coach. Yeah, yeah, he's a really good coach. He's leaving this conference next year, no doubt. Yeah, no, and and so, I mean, it's not like, you know, I I could hear kind of mutterings about, you know, oh, man, they beat this team just because they didn't have uh, anything to play for. They sure did. You know, they had an NCAA tournament berth to play for, and they they lost it today. And it's not going to be a a cakewalk in the conference tournament because there's a lot of parity right now. UTEP can beat anybody. UAB can beat anybody. Uh, I, I think right now Old Dominion can beat anybody. UNT, I mean, it's, it's going to be an interesting conference tournament, but if the season were to end today, that's a victory. I mean, what what an exclamation point to put at the end of the season. I think if they want to have a chance at uh, making a run in the conference tournament, they're going to have to clean up stuff that they haven't cleaned up all year. So it'll be a long shot. Those offensive rebounds they gave up at the end, inexcusable, even on free throws can't do it. Yeah. You can't have that you want to beat these top teams. Uh, the lack of execution late game. I mean, I wanted to put on the, the, the circus music at the end every time they're inbounding the ball. It's a joke. Fix that. If they would clean that up, clean up their boards, they have as much of a chance as anybody to make a run in this tournament. But how could you not root for these guys? How can you not root for Golding? Uh, what a season. And uh, couldn't be happier for season one under, under him. Who knows what next year brings, but like you guys have been talking about, let's Let's see what this year brings. We're still in the middle of this run. Yeah, let's let's not look ahead. Let's look to this year and, and see how this year finishes up. I'm totally with you on that, Hunter. Appreciate the phone call. Appreciate your perspective as always, man. I uh, want to talk a little bit about the late game situations because we haven't talked about that at all, Sal. This is now yeah. what? I mean, 
three, four games where we're questioning the late-game situations for the Miners. It's only a two-point win for, for UTEP when it should have been really a five-point game uh, in terms of the Miners winning this one. Uh, Rice could have tied the game at the end with the Max Fiedler heave uh, to close out that game. That yeah. could have been scary. Uh, Louisiana Tech, that one went down to the wire. UAB went down to the wire. Miners lost that game. So, yeah, late-game situation, that's just something that the Miners, they worked on this week in practice. I promise you that. I, I watched it, and they did that uh, in a big way this week. They just really got to try to clean it up as, as much as they can before the tournament. Yeah, That's one thing for certain. I mean, even dating back to the game against uh, Rice on the road. Uh, I mean, Rice was able to make a run late, and I think it was like a two-point win or something for the Miners, and the final bucket was a, was a garbage bucket. But still, though, Rice had some life when they were on the road in Houston. And uh, we can even bring up the win. Yes, it's a win, but what happened in that win against Old Dominion on the road? They were up and they there had their go. score like seven points in I don't know how many seconds uh, just to have themselves a chance. I mean, it takes grit to overcome that, but they put themselves in those positions time and time again. And we've seen it, too, where they get these big leads. I mean, even today, uh, you know, in the first half, they get out to a 17-2 to lead, a 15-0 run. But piece by piece, North Texas is chomping at the bit, uh, you know, trying to get back into this one. And, uh, you know, they, they were fortunate enough today, uh, today to – play well enough to, to not really have to worry about it. And to be honest, it's a five-point win because that, that final bucket, you know, was a garbage bucket today. Sure, but, I agree. But still, though, some of these leads just evaporate or, or they put themselves in these big holes at moments where um, they, they really can't afford to. So I look forward to seeing them, uh, you know, chomp, you know, take that down. But the promising thing, though, is that it's been – you know, really, really good competition to close out the regular season. And, uh, you know, just about anybody can have trouble when you're going up against teams that, that have a legit shot to be in the semis of your conference tournament. 880-5763, our telephone number to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Well, let's take a time out right now. When we come back, more phone calls, more tweets. We'll get to some awards later on in the show as well. Stay with us as Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. Brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Locally owned and operated for 24 years. All right, let's keep it moving. 880-5763, our telephone number to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter as we continue here on Minor Talk. UTEP shocks North Texas 70-68. to If you'd like to talk about it, now is the time to do it. 880-5763, our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. And that's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter as we continue. Um, let's continue on Twitter right now. It's Joe Chacon tweeting us, how about 22 wins and an automatic bid to the big dance? At this point right now, anything is possible. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, hashtag um, Brock is my OG. Hashtag repping from Cali now. Hashtag March Madness. Slow it down there, Joe Chacon. This one from Joe Chacon again. Last week, uh, last week we said take two out of the three home games. Remember when you had the hiccups? Uh, I remember that <laughs> definitely. Right. Yes, I, I do remember that, of course. Uh, Eddie Morellos tweets us, Wow, Miners, enjoying the good vibes of Miner Talk while working out. Sal Montes, give me some of them bomb beats. Also, I hope the Aggies win tonight too. 
That's coming from Eddie Morellos on the show. 8805763, that's her telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's go to Paul, who's joining us on Minor Talk as we continue. Paul, good afternoon. What did you think of this one? Hey, afternoon. Um, it was fun. I'm really happy with them. I know it was a defensive game all around, so it's a little bit frustrating to see how they couldn't make their shots or they would force their shots. But really, you know, it's the defense. They were getting, making it hard for on both sides. But uh, the one thing that, that did bug me was obviously the closing part, where it seems like the open pass is there, but they don't want to pass it. I feel like that maybe they want to be the hero and take the final free throws or something. Um, so that that was bugging me a lot. Like it, it was so obvious when I was watching uh, that the person next to him is so wide open, but for some reason they don't want to pass it. Yeah, I mean that's that's interesting that you first off that you mentioned the shot selection because uh, you know the miners they they go through these uh, roller coaster uh, shooting spurts in their in their performances whenever they play like sometimes they'll go on a crazy run sometimes the shots won't fall and then the miners just lock down defensively down the stretch and I thought that was the biggest key for them uh, to close out this game they they locked down defensively I know there were some mishaps late game situations but I still thought the miners had it in the bag and they made those clutch free throws. Yeah, that's obviously that's all that matters in the end is the fact that they were able to overcome it. Uh, the other thing that was bugging me was how many fans showed up. I was expecting at least somewhere around ten thousand, especially after the Ooh, ten thousand. Man, that's that. uh, but that's that's optimistic right there, Paul. Um, unfortunately, yeah. the miners just don't get that that amount of people anymore. They they're barely averaging over forty five hundred this year, and that's second best in conference USA. So uh, I know they had yeah. a good crowd on on uh, on Thursday, but I also know that you know ten thousand might be unrealistic in the times that we live in. Ticket prices being what they are, and then just you know we're still living in a world post COVID. So uh, you know those are just some factors that that can really hinder attendance yeah i guess so i was just hoping that that ten dollar ticket would be enough and then when i saw in the morning like oh my gosh how many tickets still open like all right it's gonna be about the same size as as the rice game yeah no i understand well hey i appreciate the phone call paul thanks for weighing in on the show you take care uh 8805763 our telephone number let's go to hector who's joining us next then we'll get to minor pat hector good afternoon what'd you think of this one well, great game. Glad we made it out, and uh, most definitely well-deserved. Um, real shocker for North Texas. Uh, when we get the early jump on them early, was was really a positive thing. But uh, everybody's heard enough about the game. What I want to share with you is just a little uh, counsel that Coach Floyd gave our team uh, with regard to things like the playoff portal and that sort of thing. Okay, this is uh, interesting. In I, I'm, I'm very was, fascinated by this. Go ahead, Hector. Yeah, it, it was a preseason dinner. And at that dinner, he took plenty of time through his comments to address the students and said, by the way, I want you to know the El Paso culture, the El Paso community will take you in, and you're not going to get these in other cities. He says, I've been all over the country, and you don't get this kind of care in other cities. He referred to Bobby Joe Hill uh, finishing his basketball career and being an executive at El Paso Electric Company, other UTEP players that went on in private business here in El Paso, um, through contacts, through the gas company here in town, and that sort of thing. Uh, he talked about the welcome backs when we have our former players, alumni players that come back and visit the university and how well they're acknowledged and praised for all of their stuff. He says, you're just not going to get those in other places. He goes, and I've been other places. He complimented the whole process of what Coach Golding was going to do, his commitment, obviously, at Abilene Christian, 
and said, guys, if you'll buy into the process with this guy, he's going to take you a long way. Um, wow. I he said that? Things, wow. Yeah. Coach Floyd went to great lengths, and anybody that was at that dinner uh, just really, really did it. Um, we've got something really good in Coach Golding, um, and I think that I have observed from the players and some of their post-game interviews and stuff uh, a lack of selfishness, a lack of uh, trying to one-up each other and that sort of thing, and, and really big on, as Coach Golding refers to a lot, the relationships and that sort of thing. But again, I want to compliment the city of El Paso for what they've done over the years for so many UTEP players, uh, the Tim Fosters of the world who open their businesses here in town and, and stay here in El Paso and continue to live in El Paso. Why? Because they love the culture. They love the people. Um, very, very much uh, family-oriented, uh, positive values. And, and I think that, like, for example, uh, Z's father, uh, to have reached into you guys and say he's happy that he got a chance and that sort of thing. Uh, Mr. Onyemai, we will welcome your son and we'll, brace, we'll embrace him here. And, and if he comes to be a minor grade, guess what? We'll be celebrating him years down the road. Coach Floyd went to great lengths to say, I've been all over the country, guys, and you don't get this kind of uh, care and, and acknowledgement from a community like you'll get out of El Paso. I can't, just can't say enough about it. But for people to, who attended that dinner, they witnessed that, and I believe that our players hopefully accept the counsel of Coach Floyd when they do get, he says, you know, you're going to get uh, attractive offers from people that are going to try to lure you away and come over here and we'll get you this and we'll get you that. He goes, no matter what they're trying to promise you, you're not going to get what you're getting here in El Paso. And don't, don't get me wrong, I understand there are bigger stages in college basketball. That's great. But we've got the uh, Aaron Jones of the world that stayed here and played football his entire career. He could have gone other places. He, he didn't. could have. And so, and, and, and you've seen other UTEP players successfully. Will Ramirez, I believe, is the uh, offensive lineman. Will Hernandez. The New York uh-huh. Will, Will Hernandez. I'm sorry. Will Hernandez. You know, that sort of thing. And, and, and so you can create your own stage. So one of you guys mentioned a minute ago, hey, play, get attention, acknowledgement. Uh, Sule Booms um, uh, records with what he's doing uh, in scoring and that sort of thing, I, I think is, is way up in the nation, right, nationally. Yeah, I'll break it down for you real quick, Hector. And I appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you so much for weighing in. I appreciate your passion as well, and I I really liked the fact that you gave us those great stories from uh, uh, previous head coach Tim Floyd when he joined the Miners earlier this year in that dinner uh, that you were mentioning on the show. Real quick numbers to rattle off. Uh, Sule Boom is on pace to become the uh, conference's leading scorer uh, when it's all said and done. He averaged over 20 points a game this year year, uh, just over 20 points, and uh, going into this one, he was at 19.9. He is he would be the first minor to lead Conference USA in points per game since Stephon Jackson. Yes, that's right. UTEP's all-time leading scorer, Stephon Jackson, did it way back in 2008 and 2009. Uh, that's the last time a minor has led the conference in scoring. Sule Boom has also now tied Roy Smallwood in thir- with 1,380 points to become the 10th all-time scorer in UTEP program history. And now he only I mean he's only played uh with the minors since 2019-2020. So if the if uh, the UTEP guard decides to come back one more year and play with the minors, he has a chance to break some big records here at UTEP in uh in all-time scoring efforts. Now, he would be at 1380. Omega Harris is ninth at f- uh, 1407 points in his career. And of course, Stefan Jackson, he is 
the career points scorer for the Miners, the career points leader for the Miners at 2,456 career points scored throughout his college career. So just interesting numbers to kind of reflect on. Sule Boom definitely has a chance to be one of the greats when it comes to UTEP all-time scorers. And I love the fact that Hector mentioned that as well. 880-5763 as we continue here on Minor Talk 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, this coming in from Talisha Bennett. If all remaining players stay, who would make your starting lineup? FYI, thank you refs for extended vacation that you gave in North Texas by not calling those obvious travels. Um, I think starting lineup really doesn't matter too much. I think that, but if we had to go with a tentative starting five for next year, I'd still go with everybody intact, with everybody staying with this program. I'd go Sule Boom, Jamal Bienemy, Keontae Kennedy in your backcourt. That's your, those are your three guards. Uh, I'd go Titus Verhoeven at the four position, and then that unnamed center, whoever they're going to get, they're going to get a center. I, I'm just uh, manifesting this for UTEP basketball. They'll get uh, another big man under their belt, and he'll be their fourth starter if it's not somebody. Uh, if it's not, then you look at somebody who's on their current roster like Jamari Sibley to fill in that fourth role. What do you think, Sal? Yeah, it's really tough because, um, I mean, yeah, assuming everybody comes back, but there's still that one starting spot. I I think there's still a big away or a a big starter away from really having, you know, solidification in the conference. Uh, But for sure – the the brunt of it rather is going to be uh the trio you know Sule Kennedy and and JB as long as that big three is intact um I don't want to say you could just pretty much throw anybody out there but that's what you got to solidify first and then of course the Titus being back would be huge they just really need a big so I'm with you on that minor Pat joins us next 8805763 that's our telephone number 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter minor Pat good afternoon what do you think of this win uh, this was a this was a really great win, um, but I want to tell you that Van Hooven will not work at the four. He, he's not a shooter, you know, so he won't work at the four. Right now, I think they're looking for a four and a five, hopefully, because that's what we need. The other the other three, I think we're good. Okay, um, okay. So you like so, the backcourt? So Maybe just change up the frontcourt. Because that's that's not even nowhere near right. <laughs> um, but we did good. I was so glad. I wanted to say thank you to Fort Bliss because they had a bunch of soldiers there today, which was awesome. And we need more of that, um, that that type of fan base that come out and cheer our miners on. Plus, I don't know if you know that after the game was over, the players called the fans down to the court. We haven't did that in I don't know how many years. The fans rushed the court, and it was freaking awesome. Yeah, I um, saw that. That was awesome, Pat. The guys. Yeah, congratulations to the guys. I'm so proud of them. Now we're heading to Conference USA. We'll be there. See you there. Bye. All right, Pat. Mic drop from Pat Minor Pat, who's joining us on the phone lines right now. Eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number. All right, going back to the starting five real quick. I mean, positionless four. So like, I'm not really looking at who's a center, who's a four. We don't have a true center uh, in college basketball anymore. There's not a true four in college basketball anymore. Yeah. There's kind of like that in between position, uh, which is like a four slash three. Uh, and college basketball has just gotten smaller across the board. They like 
like guys who could space the floor, who can shoot. So I'm with Minor Pat. You need a big guy who can shoot from beyond the arc and or something along those lines. So maybe you look toward uh, maybe a, a guy who's like six foot eight and who could also hit the three. So interesting point right there. Yeah, you know what? Something that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, some years back when I think Osei Lewis was was defensive coordinator for the minor football team when uh, Mike Price was still coach. Uh, he came in and I, I think the defense was like a, a three three five or, or something along the lines of that. But that that rover, you know, that that extra cornerback they called him minor back, right? Okay. And what I'm thinking is that's something like transitioning that to football. Maybe that's what that four could be—a guy who's gonna, you know, just hunt around for rebounds and really just start to get things in transition transition push things out so I think that's something they might go after because if if it's truly positionless I mean we're even seeing that we could go back to Rice Max Fiedler this guy's not the true uh, not the true position that he is he does so much more than that um you know basketball is kind of just um what is the best bunch that you can group together as opposed to give me your best point guard your best shooting guard your best small forward so on and so forth what is the best unit that works together? that's right so I, I think it could come down to something like that but one thing's for sure as long as whoever it is is in that starting lineup can play defense they're going to see the floor majority of the night Eight eight zero five seven six three, our telephone number to get into the program I'm totally with you Sal because you don't even have a true point guard on this team it, exactly, you have multiple yeah. point guards or guys who could bring up the ball Sule Boom, Jamal Biennemi, Keontae Kennedy they yep. can they, there's positionless basketball uh, in today's in today's basketball game you know that's just the bottom line mm-hmm. um, let's keep it going on Twitter right now we've got Uh, lines available if you would like to call in now is the time to do it uh this coming in from herman flores joe golding did it while losing bryson williams and feo dg who are dominating with other teams just proves again that rodney terry couldn't coach bryson williams about to be a big 12 conference uh you know first team all conference feo dg newcomer of the year in the sun belt and first team in the sun belt He's doing big things, but I think there's got to come a point in time where you could just congratulate Coach Joe Golding and leave it at that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's time to move on. Yeah, yeah I mean, do you want to cheer the guy or bash the other guy? I get it. You're not too happy with the previous results, but now you have a winning coach, a winning team. Stick with that. Tristan Pence tweets us, We minor fans are blessed to have Keontae Kennedy playing for UTEP. Hashtag keep up the grind. Joe Chacon tweets us, how about the 22 wins and an automatic bid to the big dance? At this point right now, (laughs) anything is possible. Let's get this. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag March Madness. This coming in from the UNT6, UTEP fans chanting overrated, LOL. After six years of failure in basketball, UTEP is finally over 500 in conference play. Congrats, Miners, on the win. Luckily, this was after our conference regular season championship. Uh, I mean, it's still going to be tough because it's still a one-bid league. I- I'm pretty exactly. sure. Exactly. If you ask North Texas if they wouldn't mind losing this game, I'm pretty sure they would say that they would mind. So. They, this win, if North Texas had won this one, there's an argument that North Texas is an at-large bid Big in time, the NCAA yeah. tournament, regardless of what happens in the conference tournament. So I'm with you completely, Sal. Uh, Hunter Pennypacker tweets that account and then tags us. Shame on <laughs> North Texas's big season. Uh, or no, no, no. This is what he said. Shame on you all. The big season is for nothing. You just lost any chance at an at-large bid and won't win the conference tournament. Wasted season. Good luck coach shopping after your coach moves on to greener pastures. Hashtag <laughs> minor talk. 
That's funny. Uh, this one from Jonathan Byers. What if I told you that UTEP would do more without Bryson Williams than they ever did with them? <laughs> Don't take Bryson Williams for granted. Make sure you appreciate Coach Joe Golding. Leave it at that. <laughs> wow, wow. I'm stumped. I'm stumped. Um, this one from Jonathan Byers. But just just imagine this team with ODG and Bryson. Regardless, this team is still capable of beating anyone. However, they are also capable of losing to anyone because of their last lack of effectiveness in size down low in the post on defense. That's coming from uh, Jonathan Byers on the show. This one from Kimbo Pops. All five of North Texas fans are upset. Pay no attention to these fools. Not a big uh, fan base, huh? You know what's so funny is because North Texas is going to be leaving soon, and it would just be awesome if uh, if they weren't leaving and Conference USA stepped up to keep some of these teams because this could brew into something special. It could. I like that. <laughs> um, right now, UTEP is ranked 176 per Ken Palm. They finished the season 18-12 and 12 overall. They are a top 50 team in the following categories. Top 50 team in free throw percentage on offense so they can get to the cup pretty easily and get that foul drawn on their end. They're also uh, a top 50 team in non-steal turnovers. So that's uh, something that I talked about earlier. In terms of offensive turnovers and not getting turnovers taken from them, they're a top 50 team in not allowing a lot of steals, only 8.1%, and then not allowing a lot of blocks, 6.6%. So the Miners, in terms of advanced analytics, have really come a long way since the start of the season. They are also a top 150 team by Ken Palm in terms of their defensive uh, efficiency. So that's those are some good stats to know uh, right there for the Miners. 8805763 our telephone number if you'd like to weigh in. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter as we continue. Sal, uh, let's start handing out some awards. Let's start talking about this a little bit more. We've we broke this game down pretty much uh, to the T. We don't really need to hash out too much from this game again, but I do want to get to our first off our hot hand award. There's some good candidates because you look at this game Jamari Sibley, 11 points, 4 of 7 mm-hmm. shooting. Sule Boom, 20 of his 22 points come in the second half. Keontae Kennedy starts out with 13 points in the first half on 6 of 12 shooting uh, from the floor. You also had Jamal Bienemy chip in with 8. Titus Verhoeven had 9 points today. Sal, this is a tough one right here. Where are we going? It, it is uh, for sure. I, I want to shout out Jamari Sibley, an incredible performance today. 11 points off the board. The third minor in uh, in double figures. Two other guys were were either one or two points shy, being Titus and uh, and JB. So big big shout out to Sibley today. But as far as hot hand of the game, I got to give it to Keontae Kennedy. You know, coming nice. into the game, I think he hit three threes or, or something along the lines of that in the first couple of minutes, and uh, it helped UTEP um, spark out or yeah, it sparked out to that 17-2 lead. He had three threes in in the first half for sure and um you know, helped UTEP get out to that great start. So I got to go with uh with Keontae Kennedy. Okay, Keontae Kennedy winning our hot hand of the award brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Keontae Kennedy has scored in double figures in every game since his return and Wind Supply El Paso brings us our hot hand award after every UTEP basketball game. They are the official supplier of Champion Heating and Cooling products. To locate your nearest champion dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at WindSupplyElPaso.com. Player of the game, brought to you by Keith Southwest. Sal, where are we going here? 
Oh, man. Player of the game is a guy who's in the mix for player of the year. That being wow. uh, Sule Boom. I got to go with Sule Boom on this one. And, okay. Okay. I mean, let's be real, though. Let's get back to player of the year. I think it's still going to come down to Walker or Lofton. Uh, but Sule Boom is for sure first-team all-conference USA. Uh, but for Sule Boom tonight, um, you know, majority of his points coming in the second half. And although uh, there weren't many at all in the uh, in the first half, that defense that, that he was able to put on, you know, against North Texas was huge. I mean, we said it earlier right now, a 17-2 lead to start things off against North Texas. You don't have to play good offense to hold your opponent to a small amount of points. So. Sule Boom, player of the game. Sule Boom, player of this one. 22 points, had just two points going into the break, makes 12 of 13 from the charity stripe, and ices the game uh, from the free throw line. And he is our player of the game, thanks to Keith Southwest. Keith Southwest delivers the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. From prototype to manufacturing 50 million pieces, Keith Southwest is a trusted partner worldwide for aerospace, automotive, appliance, electronics, military, medical, and many more companies throughout the world. Learn more about Keats Southwest today at KeatsSW.com. couple other tweets to get to. Uh, this coming from Pinky. This one was not a shocker. Uh, I disagree with that big time, Pinky. This is the top team in Conference USA. Come on, man. Uh, Rick Taylor tweets us, Hope the Miners are able to bring this team back. Chance to be good next year, but that damn transfer portal. I know, man. It's sometimes not even Joe Golding or like the coaching staff. It's just the the world of college basketball. That's the bottom line. These players might have you know things already lined up. Unfortunately, that's just the sad thing about um, this this horrible era that we live in of college basketball. And some you know I say I use the word horrible, but also it's you know it gives a lot of these college athletes flexibility. Yeah, so you know from a college af- uh, athlete's perspective, this is a lot of freedom for them, so they're not you know necessarily tied with one or uh, one university for four years people look at it totally different fans say you know the transfer portal is horrible especially utep fans uh and then players they like the flexibility so i I understand it from both both perspectives no big time and uh, i know i said this last show i said it a lot on on minor talk all season but we we can't really pass the transfer portal too much sule boom a division one transfer titus verhoeven division one kennedy jamal b enemy christian agnew you know uh even uh jamari sibley so uh, a lot of guys with our previous experience at other colleges so it's it 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 depends on how you look at it and if they leave your school or if you get them yeah and another thing with this when UTEP wants a division one transfer if they they want to tap into the transfer portal the the I guess the prospects that the minor fans are most excited about are those Division One players with experience and who have that kind of you know uh, you know pedigree under their belt. So that that's how I would evaluate that right there. Eight eight zero five seven six three our telephone number as we continue. Milkman joins us next on the phone lines. Milkman, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Not uh, much. That was a that was a hell of a game. <laughs> it, it's funny because you know life gets busy and stuff and. Uh, I wanted to go to all the games, didn't, wasn't able to, you know, pick up every single one of them, but, uh, you know, was able to go to a few. And I, I talked to my, my elderly father today and I was like, Hey, why don't we go to this one? So we, we did. And man, what a game to go to. Best Holy game of the you. year. Best game of the year by it far. Was, it was phenomenal. And I got to tell you, he and I both um, were super impressed with uh, coach Golding I know everybody's been saying it, everybody's been talking about it, but I mean, I, I don't remember being this excited about having a head coach like this. I mean, God, since 
Hopkins, Haskins, and maybe, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe Floyd when, you know, we thought it might turn out a little better. But, um, but I mean, I'm just, I, to me, the future is just blazing bright. And I mean, what a game. This was just phenomenal. They led the whole way. I mean, I, if you would have told me that at the, before the game started, I said, I've been like, no, you're, you're, there's no way. But I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. You can, you can see if you look at the games, from the beginning of the season, you know, when Golden just started to right now, I mean, you can tell how how much he's taught them and and what their you know their, what their mindset is and how much better they've gotten. It's just it's amazing. And I remember calling into you guys and I was like, God, they just they just run down the court and they fire up threes. Let me tell you, I don't have that complaint anymore because I'm watching them uh, work it in under the basket. I'm watching them do stuff that I haven't seen done in years. I'm just, I'm ecstatic, you know. I, it, was, it was a phenomenal game. I loved watching it. I loved watching the the product that was out there on the court, and El Paso should be really excited for Coach Golding. I mean, this is phenomenal. All right, good stuff, Milkman. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. T- take care and have a great rest of your weekend. All right, you too, guys. All right, Milkman joining us on the phones as well as we continue. UTEP defeats North Texas 70-68 to uh, to close out the regular season, and uh, that's that's pretty much how uh, we're going to wrap things up here on the show. A couple other things before we uh, wrap things up here officially. This one coming in from Megan Acosta. Enjoy the championship, North Texas. Wave bye-bye to the possible at-large bid. Gotta win the conference tournament now. Good luck with that. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag go miners. Uh, and, and it's just, man, it's a lot of UTEP fans hating on these uh, North Texas fans. It's just uh, replies left and right. People are fighting on social media right now, Sal. I love it. The world needs more of this. Yes. we Yeah, we do. You know what? You know what? Conference USA needs more of this. This is good yeah. for what's left of this league. It, exactly. <laughs> I mean, some teams are leaving. Some teams are staying. You, you, you might as well let it all out before before the departures there. So you, you got to have some fun. I mean, it's March. And also, too, this is how you know the game meant something, especially when fans are, are chirping at each other after a basketball game. We haven't seen something like this uh, for UTEP basketball outside of New Mexico State in a very, very long time. I'm with you on that completely. I mean, I'm still trying to search for the last significant win like this one. Uh, Herman Flores tweets us, exactly. Can only imagine what Joe Golding would have done with Bryson Williams and FEODG, especially Bryson. He's dominating in the Power 5 conference and with a top 15 team. UTEP definitely needs to improve on rebounding. That's coming from uh, Herman Flores. I think this has been, uh, a, you know, I already called it a successful season, but I'll, you know, I'll double down and say that everything is on the, anything is on the table. Anything is out there and open uh, for the Miners as they close out the year. They take on Old Dominion on Wednesday to start things off in the conference tournament. Old Dominion today, Sal, beat Middle Tennessee yeah. 68-64. to How about that? Yeah, and I think that's uh, Middle Tennessee's second straight uh, loss. Although it was on the road, uh, you know, it's that home win streak that, that they were trying to honor, but still though, going into the conference tournament, wanting to play some of your best, ba- or your best basketball in, in general um, all season, uh, definitely not good. However, though, uh, Middle Tennessee is, is, is a very 
talented team and they can turn things around, you know, at the drop of a dime. And to be fair, I mean, just as we were saying with North Texas, you know, you lost your at-large bid. But at the end of the day, it pretty much is a one-bid league anyway. And sure. Middle Tennessee has just as good a chance as uh, North Texas and some of the other top teams. Old Dominion is 13-18. and 18. Their record doesn't reflect how, uh, I, I guess, how pesky they could be in Conference USA, especially in the tournament. They're 8-10 and 10 in conference play. Their losses in conference include a loss to La Tech, Western Kentucky, Marshall, Middle Tennessee, Florida Atlantic, Western Kentucky, Charlotte, North, uh, North Texas, Rice, and again the Miners who beat them in overtime earlier this year. I just think, yeah. confer- moral of the story, Conference USA is good this year. It's good. It's taught me, you know, I, I go back to Hunter's call, this conference top to bottom has a lot of teams that compete. The only teams that you could kind of take out of this conversation in terms of teams who are strong in this league, I would take out FIU, Florida Atlanta, uh, International, uh, Southern Miss, UTSA, but that's about it. Is there any? Are there any other teams that you take out and say, all right, I would be completely shocked if this team won Conference USA? I guess, you know, Marshall, you'd be yeah. pretty shocked about them winning. Maybe Charlotte's on the bubble, but everybody else other than that, you're talking about eight teams who you can have a convert or you can make an argument that they could win Conference USA. Uh, I think there's tiers similar to how we were mentioning, yes, like, yes. you know, the, the the best of the best, and we know who those are, the top four. You have UAB. La Tech, um, you know, we just saw North Texas and then also a Middle Tennessee. And then okay. you have your second tier where I think UTEP is in along with, uh, you know, with Rice, uh, maybe even a Florida Atlantic w- would be a solid one. Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. I mean, if these teams can get hot at the right time, there's there's really no telling. Uh, but just to kind of give some credit to this old Dominion team, uh, they did get a win over UAB earlier on in the season. So that's something very, very very telling this team can you know play with the best of them and also too they kind of play down to competition at times and their record shows it however if the game is in the balance they, they definitely have a chance so it's not going to be an easy one I appreciate everybody tweeting into Minor Talk. I appreciate the fact that Keontae Kennedy has now taken up Minor Talk on his uh, social media platform. So now he's hashtagging Minor Talk all the time when he sends out a tweet. So appreciate Keontae uh, showing us some love as well. Appreciate the fact that we've uh, earned another parent phone call uh, guest as well. Kingsley Onyema chiming in. And I I think a lot of Minor fans really appreciated his mentality and outlook on on, uh, all the UTEP uh, conversation that we had today. And, uh, you know, the Miners having one of their biggest wins that I can remember uh, in covering this team, that's for sure. UTEP defeats North Texas 70-68. to We'll be back in action Wednesday. Conference tournament is right around the corner. Sal, any final things that you want to say? Any final thoughts you want to say before we wrap things up today? Texas is a very big state, but uh, that drive is something that fans will want to make if they're able to. Ooh, so, there you I, go. I mean, year in and year out when the Miners play in, in Dallas, uh, Denton, or we've seen it even Houston, San Antonio, there's a there's a good uh, alumnus group over there uh, uh, representing the Miners. So I, I think we'll see some orange in the stands. I think so too, man. I, I really do. I think there's going to be a good turnout out at the uh, CUSA tournament, and uh, this UTEP team has given a lot of people reasons to go with them for sure. Uh, that is going to do it for us here on Minor Talk. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Broadus. Thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk. If you missed any of the show, you could subscribe wherever you get your podcast here. Cindy Donnelly tweeting the show. Great win. Hashtag go Miners. Jonathan Byers tweets us again uh, as well. Appreciate everybody who chimed in on social media with us throughout this show. UTEP beats North Texas 70-68. That'll do it for us on Minor Talk. Presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here 
here on 600 ESPN El Paso. been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Get started on a home, auto, or life insurance policy at OscarArrietaAgency.com. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. 